Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to Bailey the Podcast, where I talk about all things consciousness, manifesting, healing, and up-leveling your life. Today, I have an interview for you with Taylor Moad of Life by Taylor. She is a little bit of a unicorn, and she is just someone who really, really lives everything that she preaches online. She is a YouTuber, a wizard at manifesting, a course creator, and a wise and fiery and insightful Capricorn. So in today's episode we talked about her upcoming course how she started with youtube how she creates boundaries around social media and keeps her own energy source as well as manifesting love and manifesting your ideal living situation so i will just go ahead and get into this episode hi taylor Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today. I I knew when I started this podcast, you were one of the first people that came to mind because you just have this beautiful energy. You really radiate everything that you preach. You're someone that is so authentic. Only having met you a few times, you are exactly who you say you are online, which I think is very rare. But I would just love to tell everyone just a little bit about you, what your days look like. Cool. So basically, I am a self-development coach. So I coach mainly young adults and mainly females, but I do open it up to males. It's just I somehow attract females more than males. Um, coach them how to gain core confidence and raise their vibration so that they can really feel happy with themselves, happy with their lives, and also attract amazing, magical things into their life. Um, So I do that through one-on-one coaching. I also have some online courses, and then I have a shitload of free content on YouTube and Instagram, Instagram stories. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that's basically what I do. Um, I've only been charging for my work for two years. So before that, it was all free content. I didn't even want to charge people. I didn't think I could charge people because I'm not qualified in any way. It's just all personal experience and things that I've learned throughout my journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's still quite fresh, but it's going really well. I love it. It's the best thing, the most fulfilling thing that I do. With teaching all of that, you know, you can really tell when someone yeah. actually puts their work into practice in their own life. And I think it's just so evident with you. So yeah. what are the things that are like non-negotiables for you? Like your routines and your, you know, little rituals that you do that keep you in such a good headspace and being able to teach. Mm. Um, well, I like to wake up and drink two big cups of water. That's definitely a non-negotiable in my day. I need to get that oxygen running through my body. Otherwise, yeah. I'm just like, oh, depleted. So that's a non-negotiable. Um, meditation was a non-negotiable for me for a while. Up until recently, it's been a bit kind of on and off. And um, I try to do it when I'm feeling inspired to do it. And I also 
try to implement it into my day-to-day life, not just when I'm sitting down cross-legged with my eyes closed. So I try and be mindful and be present throughout my days as often as I can, which I feel uh, helps me with what I get out of the meditation. Um, But it's taken me some time to get to this point. That's why with my clients, I do get them to meditate every day as best they can um, so that they can get to that point where they can just implement it into their day-to-day life. Um, what else? I love to work. So that's kind of a non-negotiable in my day. Um, I'm a Capricorn, so love to work, can be obsessed with working sometimes, but I love it. I love working. I love doing what I do. I love creating content. I love inspiring and helping people in any way that I can. So usually that's somewhere in my day, some type of work. (laughs) Um, exercise. Not many people can say that like they feel so connected to their work, but I think it's just a testament that you're really like you're downloading this and you're not forcing it. And it sounds like you're just yeah. so in that feminine flow where you can just, you know, things just come up naturally that you feel really inspired to work on and really energized by. Just so cool to hear. For sure, yeah. It's it's been an up and down journey with tapping into those kind of creative hits like I had a phase last year for about six months where I was just not getting any creative hits and it's because I was too much in my masculine and I was too much in that headspace of like go 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 and hustle and create content and grow and evolve and self-development and all of that um so I had to really like let go of that it just kind of moved me into where I am now a lot more feminine and free-flowing and I am actually tapping into creative hits again (laughs) thank god but it was part of the journey you know it was just another another lesson yeah and it's like you kind of have to go through that sometimes to learn that because sometimes it feels counterproductive like you think that you're going to get way more done by this like force and by planning everything out and trying to make all these like outlines, just very masculine energy. And it's like, you kind of have to go through realizing mm-hmm. sometimes you can do all of the charts and try to make all of the documents and do all the things. But if you're not letting that energy flow through you, it, you're just not going to have the same results. It's just such a difference. Definitely. And it's coming from a different place as well. It's coming from like a false place rather than yeah. coming from an inspired place. Exactly. Yeah, it's a different energy. When you're in the masculine energy, everything is from your head and all this stuff outside of you and you're kind of looking at other people, seeing what's working, trying to use all the stuff outside of yourself. But when it's that feminine flow energy, it's just the divine just coming through you, which is just like all still so cool to me. It's amazing. It's it's beautiful tapping into those messages. It's awesome. Yeah, so I, I would love to tell people about this course that you're bringing into the world, which just sounds absolutely amazing. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. It's taking some time for me to release, but that's because I am staying true to what I preach in the course, which is, you know, staying in that feminine kind of flow and only creating when I'm feeling inspired rather than just pushing it out, which is what I used to do. It's just like I used to be like, oh, I've got this idea for a course. I need to create it right now and it needs to be like uploaded and people can buy it within the next two weeks. Otherwise, I'm a failure. 
Whereas now it's coming from a place of, no, I want this to come from an inspired place and an abundant space because that's what I want to give the people who buy the program. So it's taking its time, but um, I'm enjoying every moment of it and I'm so excited for it. It's literally my new baby. Um, So, yeah, it's called Thrive. So it's time to thrive. Um, Basically what it's going to be is an online course. So um, people can go in and... For the first round, it'll be they can do it week by week with me and they'll be able to jump on live Q&As once a week with me where they can ask me questions and I can give them that one-on-one guidance. Um, but after the first five weeks, it'll just be available for people to go through and watch the video modules in their own time. So, yeah, basically it's um, all about raising your vibration so that you can tap into those higher vibration um, people, opportunities, signs, inspiration, um, and really attract all the things that you desire into your life. So the first module is all about the law of attraction and raising your vibration. So I teach everyone about that, how the law of attraction works, how to actually raise your vibration and raise your baseline vibration. So we all kind of have this baseline vibration where we vibrate at like an average frequency And, you know, sometimes we might tap into a higher vibration, but then we kind of go back to our baseline. Sometimes we might tap into a lower vibration and then we just go back to that baseline. So it's all about raising that baseline so that you are constantly kind of vibrating at that higher frequency and your new reality is just attracting all these amazing and positive and magical things into your life. Um, so that's amazing. And th- the other four modules are all about raising your vibration as well. Um, but yeah, we cover all of that in the first module. And then we get into um, play, play energy, which if you follow me on Instagram, you see me hashtagging all the time. And you'll see me just dancing and singing and just doing silly stuff and just having fun, you know, tapping back into that kind of inner child energy. Um, which is a very high vibrational energy, just having fun to have fun, you know, like there's no agenda behind it. It's not like we're scheduling fun into our busy day so that we can get this result. It's just, no, we just genuinely need to tap back into that kind of inner child and feminine energy of um, being super free flowing and um, having fun just to have fun basically because why don't, why wouldn't we want to have fun? You know, why do we have to, it's like older people think you have to get boring and like, you just have to have this like plain Jane life. And that's just how it is. Cause you're older, but um, it doesn't have to be like that. <laughs> exactly. And we're all racing towards these goals, but like, if we want these things because we think we're going to feel good when we get there, why can't we just tap into this inner child energy now where we're having such a good time that we're not even yeah, how far we have to go or where we are, which is so crazy because so, that brings you there so much quicker. Like having fun, like yeah. you're in such an open vibration. <laughs> Everything is just being drawn to yeah. you anyways. So it's so important. Exactly. That inner child work is a real secret because I think sometimes we think like, oh, we, we want to heal. So it's very serious. And we, you know, in parts of it are deep and growth, but you can get there by having fun. And yeah. sometimes the, the having fun is just 
the healing. 100%. It's so powerful, mm-hmm. you know. When you're having fun, you're feeling really freaking good, which is putting you on that high vibration, which means you're going to get to this goal of yours a lot quicker because you're attracting these people and these signs and this these ideas and the inspiration mm-hmm. and um, which are going to allow you to move to that place a lot quicker than if you're just you know, stressing out and, uh, you know, worried about hustling all the time. Um, But again, it's not about even that agenda of wanting to get to your goal quicker. It's just, like you said before, why not feel good in this moment rather than thinking you're going to feel good when you hit that goal, you know? Mm -hmm. Like what a lot of people don't realise I think is, the beautiful part of the process is the present moment and what you're doing right now. It's not actually the end goal. You know, you might have this end goal of like, um, I don't know, getting a million dollars and succeeding at this business or whatever that you're doing. And you might think, yeah, once I I get there, I'm going to feel so good. I'm going to feel so amazing. But it's like what people don't realise is, yeah, you're going to get there and it's going to feel good for a bit, but human nature is to always want more. So when you hit that million dollars and you've got this business that's thriving, automatically you're going to be like, what's next? That's it, $10 million. I need another business, you know? So you're always going to be desiring more. So we have to ensure we're actually enjoying the process. That's the beautiful part of the journey is actually the steps that you take to get there and the yeah. Yeah. You can find that satisfaction and enoughness in every moment. Then it's going to feel so much better when you get there anyways, but you're going to feel good all along the way. Yeah. You're always looking for something else. You're just never exactly. satisfied. I love that. And your brand is so, your brand is so beautiful as well, because I just feel like it speaks to my inner child. It's all these beautiful, bright colors. And I feel like you just have fun with it. I want everyone to see your social media, but it's like fairy wings and like, you're not afraid of pink and just making everything have this little Taylor twist on it. It's so beautiful. And I, I admired it before, but especially now that I'm building my brand, I get so in my head about it sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it will take me like 30 minutes to pick a color on Canva because I'm like trying to put together this whole color (laughs) in my head. And it's really frustrating. And then it's like, I see cards and I'm like, oh, like I can just, it's not that serious and I can just have fun with it. And there's like another way to be doing this. Yeah. So yeah. that's like, I'm you know, you do it too. Yeah, exactly. You figure exactly. out. But that's why I like yeah. Instagram do the other just week. I was like, your brand is like, it's just beautiful and it's authentic and I just like it. Okay. <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> um, Thank you. Thank you. So I would lo- I love talking about manifestation and I know you and I have like had a few chats about it before, but you kind of like walk us through and just touch on a little bit of your manifestation process and maybe something that you've manifested and how you've brought it into your life. I mean, there's not, the process is raising your vibration and feeling good. That's, that's what it is. It's doing things that you know are aligned with yourself and doing things that you know are going to make you feel really freaking good because the way to manifest something is to be on the vibration of the thing that you desire. 
And usually the thing that we desire is on a higher vibration. So that when we're vibrating on this higher vibration, that's when we're going to manifest the things that we want. And usually how it works is you don't randomly manifest this thing out of nowhere. Like, um, you know, like someone's not going to come to you. Maybe it might happen. It's happened in situations, but typically like someone's not just going to come out to you out of nowhere and be like, here's this thing that you want take it. It's yours. Mm -hmm. Usually what happens is when you are tapping into those higher vibrations, Mm -hmm. what you'll get is a hit. You'll get a creative download. You'll get like an idea or like an inspiration for something out of nowhere. Like in your head, you'll be like, whoa, okay, I've got this idea now. Let's do that. And usually like with these ideas, you should act on them right away. That's what I found is when you have these ideas, these hits, act on it right away. And usually that's when the thing is actually going to come to you. Um, So, yeah, you know, eating good is part of raising your vibration, Mm -hmm. Um, exercising, meditating, creating that space in your mind, Mm -hmm. Um, play, that play energy is, again, raising your vibration. Pretty much everything I talk about on my socials and what I teach my clients is to raise your vibration um, so that you can attract things into your life but another thing you can do which is super freaking powerful is the universe works literally so you know you can't expect the universe whatever you want to call it universe god um source energy everyone's got their own kind of word for it that they resonate with um the universe I like to say universe. The universe isn't going to give you what you want if you don't know what you want. So you need to get clear on what you want as the number one priority. Um, so something I've found recently has been working crazy is just writing out what you want. So I'll go into a story now of how I manifested this amazing studio. <laughs> so yes. basically I was living for place I was living in a share house um and there was like five bedrooms seven people living there it was just crammed it was a box um tiny kitchen you could barely fit two people in there um there was no dining table no dining room so there was nowhere to like sit and eat your dinner Um, there was no lounge room so nowhere to sit and watch tv or like you know like a common area for people to sit and hang out in the only way I could sit was in my room so when I had my girls over for dinner we literally had to sit on bed to eat dinner like it was all cool and fun but I got to a point where I was like you know what I think I'm ready for just a little bit of an upgrade like I wouldn't mind you know a balcony there was no balcony or grass or anything it was just like a box and um I kind of had this idea where I was like, you know what, I wouldn't mind like, you know, a balcony. I wouldn't mind um, a dining area. I wouldn't mind a lounge room, just a few better things, maybe a little bit of a bigger room. My room was really freaking small. Um, And I sat down and I wrote down on a piece of paper, I will manifest. Mm -hmm. And then I wrote the dot points of what I wanted out of the next room. And I wrote specifically all the things that I wanted and um, I started looking, started going on Facebook, um, looking at different share houses. And I went on realestate.com and looked at um, like lease properties, but I didn't really think that I was going to get a lease property because usually they're more expensive and um, yeah, just more expensive out of my budget really. But I thought I'd have a look anyway. I put in my um, budget 
which was $300 and what I wanted and came up with like literally like two or three places in Bondi that were at that budget and and ended up finding this place, which is wild because it's literally right on the front of Bondi Beach. Like I walk outside my door and the beach is right there. Um, I came and saw the place and the price, I was like, what's the catch? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, is there something wrong with this place? What's going on? This just doesn't, this is too good to be true. Yeah. And um, I applied for it that night. The, the real estate agent called me up on the Monday and he was like, you've got the place, which is crazy as well. Cause I've never rented a place. I'm just this young girl. Like I've never, I didn't have like a record of, you know, a good portfolio or whatever. Yeah. He just said, yep, you've got it. And, um, which in yeah, Sydney, so that's a, that's a crazy like finding a place in Sydney and renting a studio is like a process. There's a lot of paperwork that goes into it. Usually they check so many <laughs> things. Like and it's Bondi. Like you're on I know. just want everyone to understand like how powerful this manifestation is. <laughs> I know. Like literally, I wake up in the morning, I make my smoothie bowl, and I go sit at the beach to eat it. That's how close the beach is. That's it's insane. it's wild. Like. It's so wild that this is my reality, but at the same time, you know, I understand that it's just a reward from the universe showing me that this is the vibration that I'm currently on and mm-hmm. I've attracted it. So, yeah, um, definitely getting clear on what you want is so powerful mm-hmm. with the law of attraction and manifesting what you want. But at the same time, you know, you can't just write out what you want and then sit and lay, lounge around in your bed all day and expect to manifest something. Yeah. Like you kind of got to be doing the things like taking action and, you know, respecting yourself, respecting your body, um, thinking positively and doing all the right things for yourself at the and same time. It's not just this magical thing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's not this magical thing where you think of it and you get it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think one of my favorite examples I just love love. Everyone knows I just love to love and I love all things about love, but it is like watching people manifest love and relationships. And even like people that don't believe in manifestation can look at your dating history and like you've always been manifesting. Like look at the people you've dated and then look look at the person you were at that time and like kind of connect how you like manifested that situation. Maybe you manifested this complete dickhead at a time where you had just no self-love and you manifest these people that don't see your worth when you don't see your worth. I have these friends that are, God, I love them, but they'll, you know, they want a relationship so bad and the energy and the vibration that they're carrying around it is just desperation because they're getting impatient with it. And it's like, they're on these dating apps with this like list of what they want, but they're not actually like embodying the type vibration they need to be in to receive that kind of love. And yeah. The time when I had this like beautiful love story come to me is when I was just feeling so much love for myself that it was like, that was just kind of extra. And I was really loving myself the way that I wanted someone else to. And I was feeling as satisfied as I would feel in a relationship and like taking my pleasure really seriously and taking my own happiness seriously. And then it's like someone can step in and love you exactly how you're setting the tone for them to love you. But I just think that's sure. a really good way to okay. look at how you've been manifesting in the past. At one point, you know, I think I was putting out that energy of 
oh, I just don't care and don't really care about myself or my life. And I attracted someone that just reflected that back to me the whole time. And I was constantly like, I didn't have self-love myself. So I was constantly looking for validation from them and I was constantly not getting it. And it's just like another example of manifestation. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Or even being like, fuck men and suck, you know? You know, like, you're going to attract. Yeah. 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 And sometimes I get that it's hard because if you, if that's your history and you've seen, you know, like men that aren't great, a lot of times you start to believe that that's what's out there. And that's like understandable in that situation. It's all about looking for the ones that aren't, whether it's like your guy friends that are just really beautiful humans or looking at positive examples of relationships, enforcing it into your mind that that is possible for you too. So you just have to train yourself to know that it's out there and then you have to be in a mode where you can receive it. But, um, manifesting anything you have to have that same thought pattern towards it like it's possible you have to have that hope that it's possible for you it's not really gonna happen living situations as well are a really good example of manifesting and that's something I feel like I've always I've like tapped into that like I've learned how to do that now and it's with um even our friend Lisa so for everyone listening I met Taylor because she was gonna take my room in a house with a living situation. Yeah. I completely manifested. <laughs> I was living in a studio in Sydney and I am such an introvert, which I think surprises some people, but it's like, I need to live around people because if not, I won't always make the effort to like make plans. I'm just like that. I could be by myself for days. So I was really yeah. manifesting a room, but I was like, I'm not going to settle for anything. Like I want to be in a house with people that are in alignment with me, someone interested in the same things. And I want it to be in a house. I want it to be close to the beach. And that just is what it is. And it's like, I was running out of time. So I could have gotten desperate and just taken something. And it's like, I almost did settle for something. And I was like, no, it's still coming. And right as I decided that my friend messaged me about Lisa's room, the room that Lisa had open. And she was like, hey, like, I don't know why I didn't think of this sooner, but you and Lisa need to live together. And the way that that unfolded was just like such a beautiful example of manifesting things. And now it's like she is such a special human to me. And I'm so thankful for that living situation, which was just everything yeah. that I needed at the time. The universe knows. Such a, such a beautiful house. I really wanted to live there. But hey, it wasn't meant to be for me. The, un- the universe was like, no, this isn't the right place. But you can meet these amazing girls. <laughs> you can meet the these awesome girls. Was on the way. But I even feel like we manifested you in that situation because it's like when Lisa was talking about who she wanted right. to meet, it was you. And so then we connected with you, which I remember like going on your YouTube and being like, right, you need this girl. Like in the- <laughs> which I would love to talk about your YouTube channel because I have so much respect yeah. for anyone that could put themselves out there on YouTube because it's hard. And I think like everyone kind of wants yeah. to do it. And I think a lot of people just don't have the balls or they don't give themselves the permission to do it. So I'd love to talk about your journey with YouTube and how you started. Um, I started over three years ago now. Um, 
And I started off doing makeup videos because that's what I was doing three years ago. I was a qualified makeup artist. I was freelancing makeup, had my own little makeup freelancing business where I'd go around to people's houses and do their makeup or they'd come to my little studio. Um, So, yeah, I started off doing, like, makeup tutorials on YouTube. Um, And... Yeah, pretty awkward, the first videos. Like if you scroll back and you see how I was speaking on camera, I was so shy, so awkward. But I did it, you know. I just took the plunge and just did it. Even though I knew, like, the video wasn't that great, I just did it. Um, And I think that's, you know, what it's about. Like whenever people ask me how to get the courage to record a video, the only thing I can say is like, just do it, just do it. Just get the camera out, sit down, record the video, upload it, no matter how shit it is. Like people have got this fear of like this um, pressure of um, perfectionism that they feel they need to be like perfect, put this thing out, but it's not true. You're never going to be perfect. And if you keep striving for perfect, you're never going to start. And if I always strived for that perfectionism Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have 12,000 followers on YouTube right now I'd still be procrastinating my head even posting a video but um yeah so my advice to anyone who wants to start a YouTube channel is just to literally start get the camera out record the video upload it no matter how shit it is because the more you do it the better you're going to get anyway it's just like with anything just like learning how to tie a shoelace like when you learned to tie a shoelace when you were little you didn't know how to do it but you practiced and you got better and now it's like an unconscious thing you don't have to think about tying your shoelace you just do it um yeah because it's like with youtube you know even learning how to start a business there's all these messy things behind the scenes but no one ever really sees it. But with YouTube, yeah. you have to be willing to like be seen at your learning phase and then, you know, yeah. wait for everything to set in and for you to like grow into your voice. But I just respect that so much. Yeah. I think it applies to a lot of Yeah, people. like I was getting 20 to 30 views for like a, a year and a half to two years, literally. Yeah. Like, but I just kept posting because I knew I had this faith in myself that eventually something was going to happen and I was going to start getting more views and I was going to start getting more subscribers. But if I let that embarrassment of getting 20 or 30 views for two years get to me, I wouldn't, I would be getting paid from YouTube now. So now I'm monetized by YouTube. I actually make money from YouTube, which is amazing. Um, So yeah, you just got to, just got to do it. (laughs) That's it. So beautiful. And I just think like it's really (laughs) admirable to not be attached to those numbers at first, like even with um, like deciding, giving myself permission to be a healer and to put healing out there into the world. It's like, I didn't know how anyone was going to respond to it. And I couldn't just concentrate on the people that kind of knew me from the past when I was like really going through stuff or in my party girl phase. And, you know, it just got to that point where I was like, my like, drive to want to help just like even one person through what I've been through has finally gotten bigger than like my need to try self-protect and hold on to my ego and when I first started putting stuff out like I was scared but it was like I would just type something really personal and just put it out there and now I know that like even if it doesn't really get the response I want I feel like it's better 
just to do it than to constantly feel like I should be doing it. I'm not. Exactly. That's it. Right. It is hard to get in front of a camera though. It's difficult, but. It is so hard. It's very nerve wracking, but any, anything you do for the first time is hard. You know, even like you just said, posting something vulnerable on Instagram was really hard the first time. So it's no different with YouTube. It's going to be hard the first time, but the more you do it, you're going to get better at it. Um, It's like with anything, anything in life, it's going to be hard when you start out because it's not normalized to you. You've never done it before. It's scary. (laughs) It's the unknown. Um, Exactly. Yeah. It's just literally having that little bit of courage to try it out and, and do the damn thing. Exactly. And it'll pay off. Let the ego get out of it. It pays off. Yeah. Exactly. It really does. And it's like when the more you're willing to put stuff out there that just comes from a place of like no fear and just you expressing yourself, you attract the right people. You always attract the right people. And they're always like, no matter how niche you are or how different you think you are, there are always like a crew of little weirdos out there waiting to see someone else that has like the same kind of magic in them. So it's really exactly, but um, <laughs> it is <laughs> the last thing I love because I could just talk to you for days, and I think you have so much interesting advice and input. The last thing I'd love to talk about is you're very conscious about your career is on social media, but you also have this beautiful balance of being able to set a boundary, and I think that probably really adds to your success, where you can be like, okay, yes you know, this is really important, but you trust that the universe will still let it grow while you take breaks and while you take setbacks when you need to. So I'd love to hear how you create that boundary and what you do. Yeah, cool. Um, Yeah, it's taken time to learn boundaries. It's been an issue of mine for a while, my whole life, honestly, like in high school, I was just a people pleaser. Like I would do anything to get the validation from others. I just didn't want to upset anyone. And I'd literally just get manipulated and taken advantage of all the time. Like it was really bad. But um, yeah, so it's taking me a long time to learn how to set boundaries. And I still am consciously learning it. Like I've just hired a life coach now. And one of the main things we're working on is still learning how to set boundaries, except now I'm learning how to set boundaries with people in person. So if I'm having a conversation with someone and they say something that triggers me, something that I can do is not speak up in person and shy away from saying it in real life. So that's something I'm working with with a coach right now. Um, But setting boundaries in terms of, um, you know, creating that space and stepping away from work is something that I've learned because, like I said before, I'm a Capricorn, so I'm a bit of a workaholic yeah. and um, it's hurt me in the past because I just get to that point of burnout where I work, 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 and I don't know how to stop and be still and just take time for myself. It's just always work, hustle, grow, what can I do to improve myself next? It's kind of like that addiction to self-development in a way and I do talk about this in my course Thrive um, that uh, what do I call it like toxic productivity 
is what I call it. So where you're pro- too productive to the point where it's now toxic and you've now got this addiction to being productive and it's not a healthy thing anymore. So, yeah, um, what I do now to step away from that is um, social media is a huge thing that is really damaging for for me Um, And I'm sure a lot of people, like whenever I put it up on any of my Instagram stories as a poll, it's always like 90% of people are addicted to social media and like literally cannot get off the app. Um, All my clients, their number one thing when it comes to time management and procrastination is social media. People are addicted to social media. Like it's a drug at this point. It's really, really bad what's going on right now with social media and the addictions and what it does to people's um, mental state and their productivity as well. So, yeah, lots of things I do to um, heal and make my relationship with social media a lot healthier. Um, So one of the number one things I get all my clients to do, and this is something I've been doing for years now, this isn't a recent thing, probably for three three or four years I've um, had all my notifications off for social media. So all your notifications are for Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. Like you do not, like, you know, when it comes up on your phone and it says like, blah, like, blah, 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 liked your photo, blah, 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 commented on your photo, blah, 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 sent you a DM. Like you do not need to know that in the moment. Like, I'm sorry, but you do not need to be sitting there having lunch with your boyfriend And having these things pop up on your phone telling you that someone has liked your photo, like you just do not need to know that. It's information that is irrelevant to you and it's zapping you out of the present moment. You're literally like having this amazing conversation, amazing time with your boyfriend, your mom, your dad, your friend or whatever, and then you just get this buzz and you just look and it's like someone liked your photo. And it's such a little thing, but you don't realise how much damage it's doing to your in-person relationship, in-person relationships Mm -hmm. and also just being present in your life in general and giving 100% of your focus towards whatever you're doing because it's just zapping you out. It's literally just going ding, zapped out. Now you're focusing on who liked your photo and the dopamine and, you know, the comparison and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. So that's the number one thing is turning off your notifications. It's unnecessary. You don't need it. It should be illegal. Honestly, it should be illegal to have your notifications on. Yeah. Um, and it's not that scary. You, you can check your phone whenever you want. If you need to know who's liked or commented or whatever, you can just go and open your Instagram app and check. It doesn't need to tell you. When it's telling you, it's controlling you. You want to be in control. You don't want anything controlling you. So by turning them off, it gives you back the control of when you want to expose yourself to that information. So that's the number one, like, most basic thing that everyone just should do. Yeah. Um, other than that, I do take time off on the weekends. So especially because I work on social media, um, Monday to Friday, I'm on there. It's work for me. I'm not just on there posting things to post and, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, just waste my time with it. I go on social media with the intention of helping people and getting one-on-one clients. Um, so it's, you know, people who work a normal 
nine to five job on Friday afternoon, they clock off and they do their weekend. They don't think about work on the weekend. So that's the way I see it with me with social media is Friday afternoon, I clock off and then I typically re-download on like Sunday afternoon or night because I like to post something on Sunday night um, to kind of amp people up for the week that's coming. Um, so that helps a lot with the addiction as well for me. So it helps me create that space between the Instagram life and the influencer life and then also my real life because um, it's a different it's a different world. But if you don't create that space, then I notice a lot of people, me including, kind of merge those lives together and think that they are their social media account when that's not true, <laughs> you know. So that's a big thing that's helped me a lot. Um, I've been doing it for pretty much all of this year and it's amazing. I love it. I look forward to it. I really look forward to Friday afternoon when I can just delete my Instagram and not think about it and just be super present on the weekends and, um, yeah, not just not, not worry about um, any of that, not attached to it in any way. Um, another thing I do during the week, sorry, what was that? No, I, I want to hear more. This is like so relevant for me right now. So I'm just soaking up every word. Um, another thing I do during the week. So when I do have my social media is I actually delete the Instagram app. So say I go on in the morning and I post the things that I want to post um, and then I reply to the DMs that I want to reply to. I reply to the comments, whatever. I do the things that I need to do. Once I get to that point where I'm like, okay, this is no longer work. This is me wasting time. Like I'm watching stories. I'm scrolling. I'm like just wasting time. Or sometimes even if I'm sitting there and I'm like waiting for someone to reply to a DM, that's when I go, okay, that's it. I don't need to be on here anymore it's time for me to delete my app. So I literally delete the Instagram app, yeah. uninstall it from my phone, which allows me to stay off it um, and be more present with my work. So when I'm actually working and doing things that haven't got to do with social media, because I don't need to be on the app all day. I just yeah. need to post the things, reply to the things. And then I get off and I do other things behind the scenes, like edit videos or write emails or talk to my clients, all that kind of stuff. And when I'm doing that stuff, I don't need the distraction of, oh, maybe someone's replied to my DM or, oh, how many people have liked my um, post or who's re responded, responded to my stories. What I found is when I don't delete my app, I will open my phone and I will check what's going on in there. So the, way, the only way that I've found for me personally to not do that is to delete the app. And I also, like, I don't say, oh, I'm going to go on Instagram once a day. No, it's like I'll delete the app for when I don't need it. And then if I say even in 10 minutes I realise, oh, there's this thing I actually need to do on Instagram, I'll just re-download it again. Yeah. And a lot of the time people say, I tell them this, is like, oh, I don't want to waste my data or, like, it's annoying having to type your, like, name and password back in. That like, yeah, that's the point. I want it to be annoying. Yeah. Exactly, because then you have to think about, like, is yeah. this really need to be done instead of it just being, like, an impulse? Exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, it's unconscious. You just unlock your phone, your finger slips to Instagram, and then before you know it, you're on Instagram for 10 minutes 
scrolling and doing all this shit and then you're like, oh, yeah, I was working. Mm-hmm. So it avoids that because, like you said, you you come up, you have to, like, decide in your head, is it worth me downloading or can I wait till later to download it? Yeah. So personally it saves a shitload of time for me and it makes my work a lot more productive mm-hmm. and a lot more inspired because I'm not getting distracted by all these other yeah. things. Um, also another thing is like so for posting stories, stories is where I get most of my clients. So stories is a big thing. Um, what people typically do, what I used to do is like when I'm re- when I want to post a story, I do it in the moment. I'll go open my Instagram app, go to the camera, take a photo, and then I'm sitting there and I'm thinking of the caption and I'm writing and I'm choosing the GIF and the song and all that and, yeah. you know, it takes a minute or two of my time. And um, sometimes I'm doing this while I'm working or I'm doing this when I'm with people. I'm doing this when I'm with my friends or with my family and it's zapping me out of that present moment. So what I do now is instead of doing Instagram in the moment is I'll just um, take photos and videos of things in the moment and then I won't upload it at that time, obviously, because I don't have Instagram on my phone, but I'll kind of like keep everything backlogged on my phone. And then when I go on Instagram, I've got this purpose towards it. I download Instagram and then I post all my stories at once. I don't do it in the moment. Um, So that's another thing. Yeah, it's it's a huge boundary I've had to set with myself and it's it's a constant journey. Um, like I still find myself going on there more than I need to, spending more time on there than I need to, but it's a lot better than I used to be, put it that way. And it trips me out seeing people be how like I used to be, like just having their – when I see someone sitting next to me and they've got their notifications on, I'm like – whoa, that's crazy. Like <laughs> yeah. their is literally telling them if someone's liked their photo, like why do they need to know that right now? Yeah, so. yeah and it's like <laughs> if you can do it, then anyone can truly do it because your work is very tied to your phone. So I think that's why you're such a good example. And it's like you really make it work for you yeah. instead of like being a slave to it. And um, yeah, when it's like when you have that, if you exactly. we think, I think we all kind of think that like, we can be working out or meditating or with someone that we love and see a notification and just come right back to the moment. But that's not really how our mind works. Our mind doesn't just switch to something and then go back to something else. It takes a while for us to go back to what we are originally like setting our intention and focus on. Yeah. So it is like, it's really important. And even if you are playing in bed. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. I, I, yeah. I feel like I need to take notes from this podcast. Like I might go back and listen to it. <laughs> I'm learning so much. <laughs> but um, so where, yeah. where can Powerful everyone, stuff. Yeah. Where can everyone find you for more inspiration and more of your content? Can you give us your Instagram handle and then so, a website or where we can find your course? Sure. So everything is linked on my Instagram. So at Life Taylor. T-A-Y-L-A, not T-A-Y-L-O-R. Um, and then I have like my link tree on there, which has links to everything. So I've got my YouTube link. I've got my own podcast channel too, which I haven't posted on in like a year, but there's still really good podcasts up on there if you want to have a listen. Um, and then there's links to, I've got like a free webinar, which is really amazing. I recommend people go and listen to that. 
Um, it's basically a condensed version of my one-on-one coaching program. Um, and then I've got a free meditation. It's like a self-love meditation where we cover self-love, gratitude, and then mindfulness meditation as well. Um, and a, a link to an application form for my course and all the links to my courses and everything are, are in that link. So yeah, but if you don't have Instagram, you can go to um, youtube.com forward slash life by Taylor. And then there'll also be those links in there as well in the YouTube captions. But yeah, I'd love to see you guys come across. Send me a message. Let me know that you came from this podcast. It'd be awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much, my love. I'm so happy that we did this.